I don't know. Yeah, maybe you think maybe she can, you know, put aside all the pressure of the crowd, likely to be a smaller crowd in the morning tomorrow. Yeah. Just focus on the game at hand. It it sounds super cliche, right? But one at a time. And, it, and it, for them, it should be one end at a time. What's your goal for the end? Let's try to accomplish that and move on to the next end after that. Just keep trying to accomplish your goal for every end. What's your acceptable outcome? What's your best case outcome? And go from there. Because it, it seems like she's playing around with her release. Uh, it, it, maybe the ice is a little bit trickier. It was very cold out there in Saskatchewan today. Less humidity. The ice seemed a bit straighter. So, you know, who knows if it'll change tomorrow. Tomorrow the forecast, I think, is above zero. So changing conditions, whoever adapts first and whoever communicates well, you know, the, if the sweepers are calling the weight right and uh, they figure out the line calls, they they should they should win. Yes. Uh, but they're, they're going up against a team that's really on a hot streak. Yeah, so they'll be playing against uh, New Brunswick. Just one thing before we talk about Team New Brunswick, uh, just because mm-hmm. they're the host team and – Obviously, the host committee and Curling Canada likes to get the host team on the night draws. They've played every night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They have not played a morning draw yet. So that will be quite interesting because the ice, as as gets talked about a lot, is different in the morning. Now, you might say that that could be an advantage to Andrea Crawford, but no, because they also have not played a morning <laughs> draw. So th- this will be interesting to, to watch. Two teams that have not played in the morning yet where the conditions are a little different teeing mm-hmm. off tomorrow morning they played of course in the first draw where team saskatchewan gets a six for victory but scott last night let's talk about this andrea crawford team started off zero and three losing to saskatchewan northern ontario and alberta so they were going into monday they woke up monday morning at zero and three have not lost since beating nunavut manitoba off the power of that big seven quebec and then tonight beating Chelsea Carey and Team Canada. After last night, Scott, you declared that this would not happen. I did. Yeah. Yep. And I was wrong. <laughs> uh, th- there's there's no question about it. Uh, this was was this Team Canada's only game of the day, or did they play in the morning? I'm I'm blanking on uh, my memory here. They played this morning. They beat Nunavut in a game that. That's right. Laurie was... Eddy had the hammer. Up a point in the ninth end, gives up mm-hmm. a steal, had the hammer coming home, and a measure. She loses on a measure in the yeah. tenth end. Yeah, she changed her call in the hack, and they only had 45 seconds. And it was a bit of a strange call now that I now that I think about it. Uh, she tried to play a, a slash in, and it, it jammed and didn't roll far enough. Anyway, uh, it, it was a strange, strange call. So, so Chelsea Carey escapes that game, we'll say. Yep. against Nunavut, not playing very well, uh, 71% for her. And then tonight again, uh, just not shooting well. And I said this to you yesterday that, oh, Chelsea Carey's not playing well, and you proved me wrong with numbers. Yeah, because she, she was playing well. But I feel and like she, my, she had a bad day today. I feel like my eye test of, boy, Canada's not – they're not putting the rocks in the right position – uh, yeah, there's just something about it that that made me think they weren't playing well, 
and the results bore a little more of that fruit today. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, to go one and one and and to have that game against Nunavut, that's not a great indicator for the rest of the week. They do catch a break with Saskatchewan losing that game because if Saskatchewan had won, it would have been Canada against Northern Ontario, or excuse me, against New Brunswick tomorrow morning in that tie break. So Chelsea Carey does get a breather where she can sleep in, hopefully for her, reset herself going into the championship pool. But I think this game tonight against New Brunswick, of course, it wasn't the feature game. What you saw of it was Chelsea Carey throughout the game was chasing. Mm-hmm. Or whenever they went to the game and, and Andrea Crawford was throwing, Kathy seemed to be saying, yeah, Chelsea was just heavy on her last one or light on her last one. Like, yeah. It, it seems like her percentage was 73%, but based on the way it was presented by Kathy Goche, she did not play particularly well. So they lose in that game. And when you look now, Scott, at where they stand going forward, four and three with the crossover, it's it's helpful to them that there's going to be two teams from their pool moving forward with three losses and a team from the other side with three. So you're not as far behind as what we've seen in other years, but three and one at the worst will is what they can do if they want to make the playoffs. And the way they're going right now, it doesn't seem like that the they're playing at a level that would get them at three and one. But no, we would have said sure. that. But we also would have said that earlier in the week, and then she threw three or four straight games at ninety percent. So who knows? Yeah, I, I guess who knows. But I mean, I, I the way that they're playing, I don't give them a chance to be Ontario wild card. Sure, they could because I think Jennifer Jones is also not playing well, and we'll, we'll talk about Pool B in a second. But uh, yeah, they basically have to run it. We've seen seven and four the last two years under this format uh, miss the playoffs. So eight and three is basically your margin. And if you're going in with three losses already, you're you're really behind the eight ball. So yeah, they catch a break and they don't have to play a tiebreaker. But you know they're they're still not in, set up in a good position to make the playoffs. Uh, Northern Ontario there, they get the win and. Are, are in a good position to make the playoffs, but that, that loss to Nunavut is really yeah. sticking out at that off the sheet, you know? Yeah, it really uh, jumps off the page. Looking looking for them moving forward, uh, you know, they're going to have to be 3-1 and one likely as well. So, you know, uh, a tough sledding for everybody, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm excited we get two tiebreakers, and Vic, he, he, didn't, he didn't, like... Uh, Go too nuts about it. This one no. with the with the draw to the button as the breaking of the tie. I think he was a bit confused as to who would play depending on the outcome of the, the game that was on the feature game. Well, they were trying to do the math in the in the booth. You could tell. <laughs> you could hear try, them. Try, yeah, you could hear them trying to figure <laughs> out who was uh, who had won on the distance. They they clearly hadn't prepared for this eventuality. Yeah. Uh, so they were trying to do the math on the fly. For uh, for who would who would win on that uh, draw shot, shot challenge, Scott? One of the reasons why it was uh, only three teams too is that Alberta and Laura Walker they fall to Manitoba tonight. They were off to a quick 0-3 start, beating three teams that they're ahead of in the team rankings, and then losing the last four to the four teams or four of the teams that are still 
alive in mm -hmm. the event. And, you know, we said this about uh, Team Quebec. We said this uh, about BC a little bit too, but they lost in ways that, you know, rookie teams lose. And, and I realized that, you know, Kate Cameron, of course, is not a rookie, but the rest of the team is their first time in the, in the main field. I believe Nadine Scotland or Taylor McDonald have been there before as an alternate. And this is just what happens sometimes to rookie teams. And I don't think it's any shame on Alberta and Laura Walker. They played close games, but you could just see that they were a little off, rolling in the wrong spot, weren't setting up the ends very effectively. Even this morning, you know, they, they take Northern Ontario the distance, but it just you got that sense that Northern Ontario was pretty well in control all the time, which is very easy to do when your skip throws 100%. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no shame for this team from Alberta. I think looking forward, you would expect, based on what we talked about, Chelsea Carey to be back in that field next year for the Alberta playdowns. But I hope that Laura Walker stays, right? There was a lot of talk that she was thinking about stepping back from the game last season. I hope mm -hmm. this team stays together. I think there's a lot of potential here that if they make it back out of Alberta, that they would be certainly a championship pool and a playoff contender moving forward now that they have this first one under their belt yeah for sure and and like you say their games were all pretty close uh, you know lost by two lost by two lost by one lost by three tonight uh i think that score is wrong i think it was eight six but uh it, anyway pretty close but you're right they were you know they benefited from a, a start against three teams that you know were not expecting to be to be the strength of the field. New Brunswick, you know, has sort of got their legs after facing Laura Walker, but you know, they you'd think that that might have given them some extra confidence, uh, you know, boost sort of given them shake the nerves off kind of thing. Uh, and it wasn't the case. So no. Laura Walker played really well. I think she was one of the top skips. Uh, yeah, she's a really good player, right? Like yeah. she's, she's oh, really yeah. good. She's sorry, I was looking for her on the list. She's third, so she played really well, but she ran up against other skips that were playing just as well in those last four games. She got minuses on the last four games, despite averaging about eighty seventy eight percent. So, you know, uh, just the way that uh, that it shakes out sometimes yep. uh carrie anderson the beneficiary of the game tonight against laura walker and they finished the the pool play at six and one uh in a really good position moving forward i i would expect them to make the playoffs uh, with a six and one record you're still gonna have to get a couple wins but uh they're they're more than capable especially now that they own jennifer jones so <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they're certainly in a strong position. So, you know, moving forward, Manitoba, Northern Ontario, looking pretty good, 6-1, and 5-2, and two, respectively. Canada is in at 4-3. and three. New Brunswick, Saskatchewan at 4-3. and three. Will play off tomorrow morning for that final spot. Of course, that game does not count towards the standings. It is just a straight tiebreaker. So mm -hmm. that, that, that team that wins won't be going in at 5-3. and three. Uh, They'll still have that 4-3 and three record. Uh, we talked about Alberta. Let's give credit. Laurie Eddy and Team Nunavut, they get a win over Team Quebec. So Nunavut has doubled its win total from last season. Congratulations to them. Uh, clearly, they were emotional again tonight after the game. So uh, a great story there. And uh, I, you know what? I said it last night. I think I said it Monday night as well. 
Noemi Velo, they they put up fights that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they wear the collar in in this event, but overall I, they have no. There's no shame. They played better than the record. They put up a fight. So uh, certainly all credit to the team from Quebec. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, great effort throughout the whole event. Yeah, so let's shift over, Scott, to Pool B. They wrapped up their games this afternoon. And what we expected at the start of the week is what we get at this pool at the top with Team Ontario, Rachel Holman, and wildcard Jennifer Jones, both at 6-1. and one. And they, of course, are going to be going forward to that championship pool perhaps surprising in the way they got there, certainly with Wildcard and Jennifer Jones. Maybe not smooth sailing or as smooth a sailing as you would expect for a team with a 6-1 and one record. Ontario, a little smoother in their path to the championship pool. A little sort of note from today, they played UConn, their only game this afternoon. Joe and Courtney did not play in this game. Cheryl Kreviasik gets the start. I didn't. I, did they say anything, Scott, on the broadcast? Was it just to get Joanne off her feet? You know, I didn't hear, uh, to be honest, because who was the feature game there this afternoon? Not them. Not them, for sure. Uh, I was watching uh, watching it and eating lunch and I cleaning it was, up a uh, bit. Nova Scotia and British Columbia. Ah, uh, yes, of course, of course. Who could forget that great uh, performance by Marion Arsenault? <laughs> but... Uh, no, I, I didn't hear. I did hear uh, BC's uh, second, Desiree Haas, was ill yeah. and didn't didn't play both of the games today. Uh, and who else played? Uh, Saskatchewan's uh, spare Stephanie Schmidt played yesterday, uh, last night, for uh, for the one that I'm forgetting. <laughs> anyway, Uh Jesse, Jesse Hunkin. Yeah. Jesse Hunkin. Oh, I'm do, I've done this every night, hey? Yeah, yeah. You, you, for, say, you forget all the players. I'd say 11 o'clock is not <laughs> my <laughs> peak brain power time. But, uh, no, I didn't hear anything about Joanne today. No, I'm guessing it was just to get her off her feet. Uh, it was her only game today against the team that, with all due respect to Team New UConn, the, they, they're going to beat uh 99 times out of 100 so yeah probably just to get joanne off her feet for sean, the day sean uh, according to the box score showed kreviasic through two shots and joined courtney through 16 all right so, well ex- excuse me then i got bad information so she she played the last end all right well then i got i yeah i got bad information there so i thought uh from what i saw uh that joe and courtney right. didn't play so my apologies for that good fact checking scott on the fly, fact checking on the fly. Yep, that's good stuff. So, uh, elsewhere there in Pool B, Prince Edward Island and Suzanne Burt, they get into the playoffs. They get two wins today, beating UConn and Northwest Territories. Talked about it last night. Sort of expected them to get those wins, but again, you never know with those teams. Uh, you know, everyone can sort of beat any, everyone here. So, congratulations to Suzanne Burt. She's in at five and two. Made the championship pool last year. Finished with a record of six and five overall. So, in a bit of a better position this year than she was last year. I believe uh, she was. I want to say four and three last year, uh, going in to the championship pool. Uh, and then Scott, Nova Scotia and British Columbia. 
That was the feature game this afternoon. Nova Scotia and Marion Arsenault, after losing to Wildcard last night to go to 3-3, three and three, get that win against British Columbia this afternoon, beating Corinne Brown and her team 10-4. to four. So that sets up a rematch tomorrow morning to get the fourth spot out of Pool B. Yeah, Corinne Brown's team, it looked to me like they were, you know, get, they had the rookie making half shots here and yeah. there. You know what I mean? Uh, Daylene, who subbed in at second for Desiree, was just, you know, just not sharp. And you, you expect that coming off the bench. You know, it's not it's not easy uh, nope. at any point. And then uh, Marion Arsenault just played really, really well. The, the the four spot they got in in ten was more a product of BC trying hard sure. for for a steal. So you know you, you sort of take that ten to four with a grain of salt when you uh, when you go back tomorrow morning. But uh, Marion Arsenault, she was great, great yeah, today. She's a she's a good player, and uh, you know you look at that tiebreak tomorrow morning. You wonder, you know, if, if that BC team had that sort of stars in their eyes look today, how they're going to do tomorrow in a in a even more pressure situation in that tie break. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they react. You know, you'd say that Nova Scotia has the experience, which is true with Marion Arsenault, but not with the rest of the team. Uh, certainly doesn't have the same depth of experience. But you know, if you're looking at the eight players in this game. Out of all of them, if I want somebody throwing a shot at the end, I'm going to say it's Marianne Arsenault. Yeah, absolutely. And and like Jen Baxter and Christina Black were with Mar- t- Team Marianne Arsenault a couple of years ago when they yeah. made that run uh, into the semifinal, I believe, um, of the Scotties. So uh, some experience there. And Jen Baxter's been playing a lot better the last two days. Uh, struggled a bit coming out of the gate at second. So uh, they're able to get their ends set up a little bit better uh, from what I've seen. Yeah, so that'll be a fun game. Uh, but like with Pool A, the team that goes in with a 4-3 and three record is going to have a tough time making the playoffs. They're going to have to have things break absolutely perfectly for them. And you know, going in to that championship pool, having played in the morning, whoever wins those two games is going to have to play three games tomorrow. That is very difficult. We saw that happen a couple of years ago. Holly Duncan and her team, when they were represented in Ontario, they got in through the tiebreak, and I believe they went 0-4 after that. And that team talked uh, at the end of Thursday about just how exhausted they were because you know you have to get up for that tiebreak game, and then you're so excited that you win, and mm-hmm. then you're back on the ice two hours later, and you have to refocus everything. That's a very difficult thing to do. It's not a normal turnaround game to game, you know. No, you for... have that that sort of adrenaline going of hey, we you know we're in a we're in a loser go home loser go goes home game. You win it, great. You're all super excited, jacked up, and then you sit for a couple hours and to to get that back can be really difficult. So I think you know certainly keep an eye on that early in those games tomorrow afternoon to see how these winners respond. Yeah, yeah, we saw last year too. Uh, Sarah Works team, of course, BC mm-hmm. beat Tracy Fleury out of Manitoba in the tiebreaker. Uh, Sarah did go on to a two and two record in the championship pool, but I can't remember if it was loss loss. I, I think it was she lost the two games after the tiebreaker, um, and then won the two the next day. So 
uh, yeah, it's not easy. That's no. uh, that's hundred percent for sure. So uh, so yeah, again, that's why it's an advantage for Chelsea Carey to have uh, had Saskatchewan lose that game tonight uh, to sleep in tomorrow. Uh, elsewhere in Pool B, UConn does not get a win in this event, uh, unfortunately for them. Uh, but again, you know the team made some nice shots. Haley Bernie made some really good shots. She, she made a draw through a port against four today. I saw. I, I mean, so so they're capable. They put up a, a pretty good fight against a couple teams. The final scores don't look great in any of the games, but uh, certainly credit to them. Similar to Quebec, never gave up. Uh, and I will say this too, Scott. I, I didn't see this afternoon. I don't know if it was commented on, but if this is the last we see of Carrie Galusha at a Scotty's, she just I I I'm, I like Carrie Galusha. Uh, it'll be sad if this is the last time we see her. You know, never really was a threat to win. Never had a, a deep run into the event, but she's won. You know, most sportsmen like multiple times at the event you know the players all love her she's a great representative for the northwest territories uh, i hope we see her again but if not she has certainly earned the right to step away from the scotties yeah for sure for sure uh like we say we, we i don't know we don't know but uh yeah it's uh it's sort of a tough way to go out too with with uh, an, an injury I know how much a glued injury can hurt, Sean. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it's not good. It's okay. a real pain in the butt. There you go. Um, <laughs> so uh, tomorrow we are into the championship pool tie breaks in the morning. Then we will have the draws uh, tomorrow morning. Starts at nine o'clock Eastern time. Uh, does that mean Scott that they're going with later times or earlier times for the other ones? Do you know? No, I, I don't believe they will. It's just to give some extra time for uh, ice maintenance and practice uh, and for the the teams. Okay. Uh, once, the, once they finish to turn around, uh, I believe that's why. All right. So uh, that's kind of a curious decision then, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. I, yeah. I, I don't think it's that weird. Okay, fair. Totally fair. Uh, it's uh, you know at eight o'clock local. That's not going to get you the biggest uh, biggest crowd, right. I wouldn't think. Uh, it looks here as I pull up TSN that uh, on their schedule they have the championship draw times at one thirty and seven thirty Eastern time. So twelve. Uh, that's central. Cent no, uh? this is this says Eastern. So one thirty, seven thirty Eastern. So twelve thirty, six thirty. Uh, central time wow is okay they, is what they have listed here uh so a uh, bit of a change but who knows what's going on there uh but nine o'clock tomorrow morning from moose jaw there's your tiebreakers and very excited to see what happens the rest of the week as the field has been cut from 16 to 10 and by the time we get to lunch tomorrow scott we'll be down to eight yeah yeah we'll be down to eight it's pretty good uh, what teams? Well, like I still think Rachel Holman's team is the favorite to win. I agree. I think they have played the best out of everybody so far. Uh, Carrie Anderson, of course, has played really well. But I, I'm going to stick with what I said last night that I don't care how she's got there. And you know, you I think I, Jennifer Jones. I, I, I've I've been caught on this before. I know I pick her all the time to win stuff, but 
to be at six and one the way they've played, there's, I don't know, there, there seems to be something going on. And uh, so I'm going to, I think if I'm picking with my head, and which I did at the start of the week, definitely Rachel Holman. I, they've stood out. They've been the best team so far this week. But just sentimentally, I think there's something going on with Jennifer Jones. So I'll be curious to see how this plays out over the next couple of days as we lead into the playoffs. All right, man. All right. So that'll do it for tonight. Uh, I forgot to mention last night. I think I forgot to mention last night, or did I, Scott? We're on Spotify now. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned it, Sean. Okay, we're uh, on Spotify. I'm excited about it. Uh, so uh, definitely, if you're on Spotify, you can follow us there. Also, Google, Apple, all the places you can get your shows. Give us the likes and the ratings, all that stuff to help keep the show going. And follow along with us on Twitter, at Game of Stones Pod, where Scott today... If you're curious, there was a lot of discussion about who gets on TV, who doesn't get on TV. Scott, you charted it all out. Yeah, I, I did a bit of a comparison with uh, which which provinces and teams, I guess, with Wildcard and Canada, which teams get featured the most on TSN. I looked back at only this year and the last two since the format changed, so the two pools. Yep. Uh, I plotted up a graph of number of wins in these events versus number of appearances on TV. And it's, it's pretty linear yeah. uh, if, if you look at it. But one thing that it shows is that uh, Suzanne Burt, we don't see enough and we're very overexposed to team Canada, whoever that team Canada is. Right. But that, I think part of that, you, you said in one of the tweets that, you know, Jennifer Jones missed the playoffs last year. That could be part of it. Of course, Michelle Englott wasn't great as team Canada relative to what you expect from team Canada. Mm -hmm. a couple years ago either so yeah yeah and i i did one with just pool a pool play mm -hmm. because as, as you'd expect as the championship round goes on those are the teams with more wins so the uh right. the correlation gets a little bit better right and they have more chances to be on tv too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh so yeah definitely check that out scott has a whole thing he talks about r being squared as part of this uh you know what an r squared is sean no i don't Oh, it's when you compare two two things. A perfect correlation is when R squared equals one. So it would okay. be, you know, if you had four appearances and four wins, and all of the instances corresponded like that, yeah, uh, then that would be a perfect uh, R squared of one. Well, there you go. That's it's a, a science thing. Oh yeah, a little uh, little math and science for you on a Wednesday night. Uh, so there you have it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so follow along for Twitter with all that kind of fun stuff uh, that goes up there <laughs> and the occasional snarky comment as well. Uh, and also at Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. Scott's there at Scott Lakes TV. I'm at Dr. Shawnee Fever. And as always, you can email the show, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So enjoy tomorrow. You get three games again, everybody, instead of the two that was originally scheduled. So enjoy them. You can sleep in on Friday. But we'll be back with you tomorrow night after all the action. So until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final...